Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 206. That is 206. It's the Enes Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I'm here with Mr. Joe Edwards in what has been a very quiet week in the world of football, Joe. You every day, chilled out, banterous, regular, boring week. I mean, wahahow. The amount of stories I have to write and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite on a on the old Monday night when everyone was pulling out left, right and centre. I can't. It is it is astonishing, mate. What an, what an astonishing week of football, of craziness, of greed, and of just just justice in the end. Mental. Um, what I find so kind of hilarious though about it all is that you know these these club owners would have been plotting this for months, if not years, mm. over a nice steak dinner paid by paid by uh, the clubs, oh, paid by yeah. the ESL kitty, the, the you know the three billion euro kitty that was there. You know, I mean, oh, stick it on the billboards. It was it was astonishing, mate. So they've planned it for so long. Oh, we've got this great plan. It's going to be great, and we'll. We'll convince everyone. Everyone will love it. We'll be the, you know, we'll lead the revolution. And you know, two days, it's all gone to puff, and, and rightly so because all gone to puff, isn't well, it? Pot, puff, uh, uh, puff, pot, whatever, whatever. Oh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I quite like that. I'm gonna, I'm uh, gonna use it now. All gone to puff. Um, and and exactly as it should have done because mm. it is a completely just. They didn't. It would have been one thing coming out with it as they did. Would have been another if they could have actually explained what it was and what they were trying to achieve. None of them yeah. had the courage or, um, you know, seemingly probably even know how to to, mm-hmm. to explain it. To be honest, they've just thought this idea up in the head. They've not even thought how it would apply. There was a throwaway line in there that uh, a similar tournament will be brought in for the women's game. And how? Why? Who's involved? Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. they just know plan like you know we'll get it's uh it's dependent on the future broadcast as well who's the broadcaster behind it it's it's just it was such a i've spent so much time coming up with that and it rightly got wiped the floor with and done within two oh, days fan, fan power fan power mate and yeah and you look at these, look at these amazing. Oh, I say these incredible owners have obviously been successful and have built up, you know, massive wealth. But from a football side of it, they're absolutely thick. They do not understand it. And I think um, there was uh, Matt Mayer retweeted something about from from Raphael Honigstein. Um, you know, when this was all falling apart, and he spoke to a German club official. I think he put it perfectly, saying about the sev- the Super League Twelve must have some really clever ideas to get around all these obstacles relative to the huge reputational risk they're facing. And the answer was never underestimate the incompetence of people. And that's literally yeah. what it is. They've got they, they, and we've got no absolutely no understanding of the culture. Not just not just the British culture and the football and you know the the history of it, but all around Europe. No one wanted this. And it was just a ticket. It was almost a get out of jail free ticket, you felt, for those clubs that are massively overspent, that are in huge amounts of debt, that don't want anyone from the outside looking in to try and challenge them, which is gonna happen in the next few years, because I tell you what, they've looked at other clubs and gone goodness me we could we could fall here we 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 could there's a few clubs that are starting to starting to to catch up with us here not just in our in our own country but in europe as a whole and we're in a little bit of trouble it was it was a terrible it would have been a terrible terrible look if this had gone had gone out and gone on well the the more and more they let florentino perez speak then the more and more the plan was oh. was going to 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 absolute belly up because you he just 
all everything he said. He just he talk about out of touch. I mean that he, that he's abs- that he's just putting it lightly. You know these group of you know they obviously they're successful in you know whatever fields they originate from because they they haven't become billionaires out in nowhere. But they're not football people. No, and that and that's that's been you know completely. You know, proven to be the fact, and yes, they've they've apologised, and or oh, we're deeply sorry for the offence we've caused. They're not sorry for what they did. They're sorry for that that they got caught and the, and they've been, you know, found out. You know, it's um, you know, had everyone kind of, you know, a few said, oh, this is a good plan, and they would have gone ahead with it, you know, and really kind of rubber stamped it. So, you know, don't don't lord these people too much for reversing on it. Um, you know it. Even even the even the most you know silly of people can realise when a ship is sinking and, and and decide to get off. So yeah, these don't as I said the other day don't forget the owners of these twelve clubs. They they need they, they need to be blacklisted to be honest. They do they do and and I think a lot of people are saying they're calling for reform not not just because of this but but also to to carry on this good work and, and where you know the other clubs that have spoken the fans that have spoken and try and work out and get rid of this bloody Qatar World Cup it's absolutely on blood money you know what I mean get yeah. rid of that you know the Champions League this new reformed Champions League isn't isn't much better to be honest no. there's some really dodgy dodgy rules and regulations that have gone on there so you know they've got they've got to look at it in this talk of a you know a, a great British Super League now with Rangers and Celtic I mean no offence they're saying 18 clubs plus Rangers and Celtic I think I'd start them off in League One to start off with and see if they can mix it in that because they're only mid championship for me at absolute best so anyway we we could talk about this for two hours Joe but we want to <laughs> let's, let's bring it back to the Wolves the Wolves point of view from the ESL a uh, couple of things to come out of it first of all. Um, Wolves are the 2018-19 uh, champions for uh, for a couple of days, which was nice. Yes, absolutely superb. Won the league, so so great. Uh, ticker tape parade. Uh, if you missed the bus, it was the night bus that you would have uh, seen all the players on there. So happy days there. Um, but you know, their stance, Fosun, obviously was very strongly worded stance um, against the ESL. You know, it's I, I can understand it. You know, you. It's, it's, some people could say in retrospect it's easy to it's easy to put a statement out like that when you're not included in it as you would do but I think that it was from the heart and what I got from it from Fosun is that you know take the ESL out of things there's a lot of pressure on the chi- these Chinese businesses the conglomerates to to pull money out of Europe because of the situation financial situation in in China and you got the you got the um the understanding from that, that Fosun, if there was any qualms, any wobbles or anything, any people kind of trying to find out, you know, what this situation is and whether whether it means that Fosun potentially could, there were some question marks over them. They yeah. categorically denied and was like, we are 100% behind this football club for the long term. And if anything good was to come out of this situation, it was that is that Fosun spoke and, and they spoke with absolute power and absolute sustenance and, and really drive home the fact that they're going to be here for a long time. Yeah, it was a brilliant statement. I said it at the time, and I stick by that. You, you know, there was passion. Um, there was, you know, kind of. It was a mouthy. It was almost. Um, I think I said to one of the chaps in the office, it was almost a little bit sassy. Mm. <laughs> but he, oh, we he, all like a bit of sassy, mate, on a well, Friday night. You know what I mean? It, but in it, faces, he <laughs> got he got across exactly what it needed to, and got the points over that he needed to get across. And you know, we spoke. Early one in the season that we don't really hear from Fausen much anymore, and from Jeff, and 
and while it wasn't attributed to Jeff Shear, you could tell that you know that that was that was his thoughts, and you know to 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 have that you know commitment from Fausten spelled out is um, is always good to see, and yeah, I just I just thought it was a really good statement. They really kind of you know condemned the clubs and the you know the clubs that are are afraid of clubs like Wolves and they they are you know and it's not just Wolves but the you know Leicester I mean they finish in the top six every season and for me are a club that Wolves should really kind of aspire to because I I really like how they've gone about things I mean West Ham have bridged the gap this season obviously they've had some dodgy seasons as well but the point is it's it's anybody's league and you know as much as the big six yes they do bring in the money. You know they 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 have worldwide appeal, but the 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 big appeal of the Premier League is is you know is the the Leicester story of fifteen sixteen. It's it's a Wolves getting a, a European place after coming up from the Championship. It's you know it, it's teams that can be up there one year and relegated the next, mm. like Sheffield United have been. You know it's it's um, that's the beauty of the Premier League and yeah the big six clubs. Yes, of course they have their power and they have their influence. But that doesn't mean to say that the other 14 should just be left to fight for the scraps. And um, it was a brilliant statement from Wolves. And, um, you know, fair play to them for that. I think everybody, you know, thought it was a, a, a message that was delivered in the right way. Yeah, that, look, admin was superb as well. You know, a couple of laughs and jokes. There was a great TikTok video that went around. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, they, they changed their their bio. I mean, they had a bit of fun. And to be honest, good luck to them for having a bit of fun because... Some people could be quiet or whatever, but the, these six were just were just ridiculous, and they're gonna they've got their tail well and truly between their legs when they when they're coming back to these clubs now. So I think everyone's got a right to have a bit of fun, a bit of a joke, or or you know make a stance like Leeds did with their t-shirts, you know, against Liverpool. I mean, it's um it's an absolute catastrophe, and uh, you know I don't want the fans to suffer. It's not the fans' fault. They're the one, you know, they were the first ones to. To, to kick up a fuss and, and right, rightly so and I'm pleased it's still going on to be honest because uh, you can't you can't forgive and forget people will never forget um, and and you know it might have done irreparable damage not 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 maybe not to the clubs in the long run but definitely to the to the people who own them because uh, that that tenure could be a lot shorter I mean I think uh, Glazer's already gone anti the vice chairman he's stepping down at the end of the year and and, and a few more could go so uh, yeah. It, Amazing, amazing few days, really. Absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy. From a, from a Wolves point of view, the, the other major story, I guess, not major story, because, you know, it's a story that we're, we're getting to the end of the season now, Joe, and, and as we have it every single year, happened last year, happened the year before, you start talking, people start talking about transfers because that's, that's what sells papers between now and... Uh, you know, August, middle of August next year, you have all the transfer rumours, you have people who are linked with X, Y and Z, and you have managing, you have the manager ro- you know, roller coasters, and uh, Anuna was linked last year, he's been linked this year, there's a story that came out in the Daily Mail, I believe, you know, that, that Wolves are, are looking, potentially looking for, for successes of Nuno, if, if, you know, it's such an easy story to write, you know, with, with Mourinho going, and, and the Mendes links with Spurs, and Fosun, and you you can un, you can understand the people putting two and two together. It won't be the first. It won't be the last. Um, but a contingency plan of of three Portuguese coaches. Um, that was a shock, shock horror uh, that Wolves are putting together. Joe, um, you know, first of all, is there any truth to this? And and second of all, um, it, it would be it would be folly of of people not to have 
certain options and lists uh, before anything happens, regardless of, of however a manager's doing. I would have thought from from the top club to to, to the you know bottom of league too, because that's what you need to do to think forward. You can't just completely stop stall and and not have anything to to fall back on. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I've heard nothing concrete on any of this. That you know, that this is what what is happening. Um, I mean, you look at the three candidates: uh, Vita Pereira, um, I think it was Rui Faria, and Bruno Lager. Um, I mean, I think Wolves would be looking at, at, a, at a at a better candidate than than those mm. three, to be honest. Um, Faria has obviously been, you know, the assistant to Mourinho for at various clubs. Um, but I mean, you being a Borough fan yourself, I mean, he had his best days there. But it doesn't yeah. mean just because you're an assistant to Mourinho, you're going to be successful. And you know, Carranca's had a rough few years. Um, Pereira's been in China with Shanghai for the last few years, and has done kind of that that kind of pool of clubs that you'd expect to have. You know, Porto, Olympiacos, Fenerbahce, um, and Lager was at um, was it was at Benfica, and uh, you know. He, did did all right there, but I don't think anything you know hugely amazing. So now I wouldn't read read into that too much, to be honest. Um, I think you know it's one of them where. But Nuno's not going to be there forever, is he? No, I mean, realistically, he's he's not. Saying that, Nuno's got, and we've we've said before, Joe, an incredible amount of power at Wolverhampton Wanderers. You know, he anything that goes to the club goes through him. And you yeah. would not have that if he left to go for a Spurs, you know, he'd be working under director of football, you know, or any other major club really in Europe, if he did. And I'm not saying his stock's as high as what it was maybe perhaps 12 months ago. But at the same time, I still think he's done enough to get a, in inverted commas, bigger club. Um, if, let's say, let's say, and this is the, uh, let's hope this doesn't happen. But let's say Spurs come in for him. Do you think, and he goes to Spurs in the summer, would you think that he would have the blessing of fans because of the work that he'd done at Wolves, or do you think there would be an animosity toward him for going there? Um, wh- wh- where where do Wolves fans stand on on? I guess legacy is is very much the in word this week. But mm. but Nuno's legacy would he have their blessing saying good luck go and do this a bit like maybe Doc did. You know, initially, um, saying no. we've done well, and, and look what's happened to him. But but you know, would he would would he have would he have that kind of a okay, fair enough, you've served as well, good luck, or would it be mixed? Do you feel? I don't know if Doc had that blessing, did he really? Um, you know, despite ten years of service, I know there was a few that wished him well, but there's a quite a fair few that mm. well, that's it now. He that's it. He's done. Um, you know, yeah. It, Things can quickly kind of be forgotten, and I, I, I don't think everybody'd be, you know, glad glad to see him go. All oh, best of luck, and especially, you know, to to a league to a league rival, um, and yeah. to a club, and to a club like Spurs that while they are one of the big six, you know, if Wolves are looking to bridge the gap on anyone in that big six, then you'd probably say Spurs are the one that, mm-hmm. you know, are probably the most attainable, really, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, I, I don't think he'd be like, oh well, we're happy to see you go or anything like that. Um, what on that? Could it could of- it could it depend on how much money he's given this summer? Because he looks at the squad now. You look at the squad. You look at the injuries. You look at the long term injuries. We still haven't seen Raúl this season. You've got you know. Uh, Neto out for six to potentially up to nine months. I mean, Asombolonga took two years to get over this. So th- this is a major issue, you know. Plus the stuff that we've talked about with the spine of the team. 
And you've got contract negotiations still with Adama Traore that haven't, you know, haven't resulted in him signing a new long-term deal. This is a, a massive summer coming on. Do you think that and then sitting down with Jeff and Fosen at the end of the season and Mendes and seeing what is actually available for Wolves will dictate whether he looks to, to potentially move on in the summer or not? I think he'll stay um, because... I know he'd have guarantees for me if he stayed, to be honest. Which is a good thing yeah. if he does. Yeah, like like any manager does. But mm. I, I think one of the big things that... I don't think this should be underestimated. I know it's not everything, but Nuno has spoken about all year. While, while managers have spoken about it across the board, you know, the empty feeling of football without fans... And such a big part of the success of, of, of Nuno at Wolves has been the connection with the supporters pretty much from the get-go. Um, you know, I've never seen a manager, you know, just kind of lauded as much as Nuno. Of course, winning games help and winning promotion helps. But, you know, it, it that connection was just something, and still is, you know, it's something special. And I don't think that he'd want to finish... Having had an em- a season full of you know, full of kind of empty games, full of in- injuries, no fans, um, you know, a, you know, pretty mediocre finish. I think he's got unfinished business. I I have said it before, but I still think that applies. Um, what is unfinished business? They've got to try and have a proper go at winning something. You know, they've got to because uh, realistically, Joe, Wolves aren't probably going to qualify for the Champions League next year. Realistically. No, so really, you're looking at two two competitions that you know two cup competitions that you could draw Man City and Liverpool in in round one away. Is is you know yeah of course you could potentially get to a, a final, but you had an opportunity to get to a final against Southampton in, in you know in round in round five this season and didn't take that opportunity up. Uh, so so are we are you thinking that? Potentially needs to win something in, as in two cup competitions because otherwise the best case scenario and the best best case scenario would surely be what he's achieved previously and, and get into the Europa League. Well, I think they want to have a proper go at winning something and a proper go at getting into the Europa League again and being the Wolves that you know people expect them to be and and that the, the, they've been previously. I I do think you know that there's been such a kind of build of everything. Through the years, and this and this year, through in different results, through injuries, it's kind of you know it it's stagnated a, a bit, hasn't it? It's it, things haven't progressed this year as 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 they have done in previous, and I think they want to get back to to, to those heights. Yes, there's got to be, you know, you've you've got to try and strengthen the squad, and you don't want to lose your best players, and there's got to be assurances, of course. But for me, I I I, I still think. You know, I, I still think Nuno will be here beyond the summer. You know, if if you if you're asking me now, so um, on on the kind of looking for 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 candidates, I mean, I think any any club owner has got to keep half an eye on what's going on in the, in the football world. Not lining up people, but you know, if there were so, something to happen, then who is there that could realistically come in? I think that's only natural. I think anybody, you know, with, with footballing expertise would do that. But um, I think Nuno, and and especially at the minute, it, 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 it is speculatory. And I do, I do think he will be here next season. And to to have a better season with a with a with a improved squad, with uh, with Molyneux back uh, full again. Mm. 
it's it's a, it's a massive summer because you know we're still waiting to to see Raul this season if we see him at all. Uh, you know, Nuno said long time ago now said that he is very confident that Raul will be there at the end of the season and we'll play games before the end of the season. Whether that stance has changed somewhat with the Olympics coming up um, and the fact that they do not want him, I think that's the last thing they want him to do is is to go across um, with Mexico and, and play, which you you can completely understand. You know, if he plays two games till the end of the season, then he'll be chomping in the bit to get some more football over the summer. Wolves will not want him to do that. Will that dictate where they are with 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 Raul and maybe hold him back a little bit, even though he might be ready? nobody knows and you know the medical department will know exactly how he's doing and uh, and what contact he can and can't do maybe we might see a fleeting sub appearance at the last game of the season with fans joe you know uh, coming off the bench for 15 minutes you you really it's really difficult to say and it's difficult to know how he will come back so you've got you know we talk about going for to, uh, and winning a cup and winning a cup competition and and maybe the maybe the, the front four front five are okay a few months ago, but then you've got Raul, who still haven't, we haven't seen yet. You've got Pedence, who's in and out, looks frustrated on the pitch to me. Looks a bit like Jota used to do, actually, when he was having some of his bad games, you know. And, and I think someone like Pedence will will go in and out of, of games slightly, but he definitely hasn't got that confidence he has before that adductor injury um, when he was playing some of his best football earlier on in the season. You've got Traore, who you've got question marks over. You've got Neto out for nine months. Those are your front four real players there, of which there's question marks on every single one of them. And... and Obviously, across when it comes to Neto, we're not going to see, you know, before October, November time at the absolute earliest. So, you know, you can say about going for cups, you can say about looking and making a, you know, unfinished business, but you've got to have the tools to be able to do that. And for me at the moment, and things might change in the next month or two when you start getting players back, um, a lot will dictate on on what is available and can they get the, the, the correct type of players in for Nuno to be able to do that. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it. I'm not saying it's it, it's a, it's a given and it, it's definitely going to happen. It's going to take work, but I'm not I'm not arguing. I'm just I'm, I'm giving you an alternative opinion. You know, I'm, I, I'm being I'm being the devil play, on your shoulder. I know you're playing devil's advocate today. Uh, <laughs> um, Can't agree no. all the time, mate. We've got, no, I've, got, no. I've, got a chip, I've got a chip about me. I'm, I'm chipping away just to that little that little devil in the old ear, mate. You know. Yeah, I I, I just think. You know, you look at you look at the the journey that they've had. I, I just think it'd be a, a grave shame for it to end on on this kind of mm. underwhelming note. And mm. I, I think, you know, Nuno being kind of the passionate man that he is, you know, while he, you know he, he's he, he's a manager, and every manager, you know, will kind of be enticed by other things out there. Perhaps I, 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 I'm not I'm not worried at this point. I, I, I'm not. I, I think that it's he wants to start. Stop. Well, end the journey, if you like, in in as as they wanted to. I know not everything has a happy ending, but give it as good a chance as possible. Um, I mean, with Jimenez, we'll have to see. That is a difficult situation at the minute because the Mexico Olympics matter does com- does complicate it. Um, even if it is a fleeting sub appearance that he makes on the final day or the penultimate game. Even if he gets on the pitch, I think Mexico are going to want to pick him. Yeah, because um, he's seen as fit to play a certain type, part, portion yeah. of the game. If you're fit to come on the pitch, and you're fit to play. Exactly. So that is a difficult one, and you know, and, and Jimenez is is a you know is a 
proud Mexican. He's a, he's the, well, he's he's their poster boy. He's their mm-hmm. biggest player. He's their you know he's their star both on and off the pitch. You know, in terms of name recognition as well. So if they can pick him. They will pick him, so it's an interesting one for Wolves as to whether they actually decide to give him any minutes. And he has trained with Mexico, albeit non-contact. Yeah. But when he went across, when they were they were training in uh, in Wales, weren't they? Um, he went across to go and see them. So it's not as if I'm sure these conversations have probably taken you know taken place. Um, it'll, it'll be one to watch. I'll be very interested to see, you know, with what was it six games left now to see you know where they are with. Um, um, with Raul, and maybe Nuno will offer an update on on Friday's press conference. Uh, you know, we're recording this before the press conference, and maybe he might say one way or the other. I don't think he will do because Nuno's not no. that type of person. He's not going to be in the squad to face Burnley on Sunday. That's for certain. But you know, it's um, it's one of those where we might see it. We might see one at two thirty or five pm or whatever ridiculous time the teams come out these days on a Monday night or a Thursday or a Saturday, and you, you might see him on the bench. But I think as far as as far as things are at the moment, we don't expect to see him in the near near future. No, and I am starting to lean towards more that we won't see him this season. Mm. Um, there seems to be a kind of a growing feeling that 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 he that it'll be on they'll, they'll wait until next season now. And I think there's a growing feeling amongst fans that, that, you know, while it would be nice to see him before the end of the season and kind of, you know, crown what has been, you know, an underwhelming season on the whole in a positive manner, I think a, a lot of people are kind of coming round to the, well, there's no real need to, to, to do well, they're it. Going no, they're going nowhere and, and, you know, they're absolutely fine and, and they'll probably get a couple more wins, I'm sure, between now and the end of the season and they'll probably finish 12th where they are now. Or if they can beat Villa and finish above Villa, absolutely brilliant. But, you know, I think in and around where they are is is fine compared to what what's happened at the moment. You, you've got two trains of thought, you know, if... If the Mexico take the Mexico thing aside and say, okay, well, Wolves and you know, Wolves have said they've got, they, it will be their decision. So if we've taken it by their word, it's their decision whether he goes or not. So if they're saying, right, okay, it's our decision, and he's not going, okay, and Raul underst- understands that, and you think, well, he's obviously training, and if he's going to be in contact soon or full contact or half contact, but if he's ready to go, from a psychological point of view, if if the if the, you know, if the fracture and, and the head and, and heading is not going to improve over the sun because he's fine, he's ready to play. It's more psychologically. He might want to get those minutes on the pitch just to, for him to get his head around it, pardon the pun, but but get his head around playing and, and okay, I can do this, ready to go in next season, rather than having that maybe slight, because there will always be an apprehension when you go into that first head, that first clearance, and everybody will hold the breath a little bit. And he'll probably want to get that out of his system before so he can really go in next season 100% rather than having that maybe hanging over him what I'm saying is if he, but if he is ready if there's going to be no change in him over the summer and that he's still exactly the same situation as what he's in now because you know, people say he's stronger he's stronger from, a, from coming back from it he'll want to know whether he can test it before he goes into next season do you get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, no, in an ideal world, he'd, he'd have a game before the end of this season to know exactly what he's got to do over pre-season. But, you know, it, it doesn't always shake out that way. And, you know, now you've got you've got William Jose, who, who, has, who has finally scored. got a mark. Scored! He scored a goal. Um, I'm still not... Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm convinced that he's, uh, you know, the best long-term option for Wolves now. But equally, we've seen stranger things happen in football... And he could go on a purple patch in these last six games, you know, score five goals in the last six, and then 
all of a sudden, you know, he ends the season as your top goal scorer, <laughs> and then you, and then you've kind of got a little bit of a decision to make, and it maybe a permanent deal looks a bit more appealing. Um, I think now you know we, we've seen Fabio come off the bench and do himself justice over the last few weeks. He seems to be benefiting from you know the ability to have more minutes, even if it is a, as a substitute. I, yeah, I wouldn't be. You know, I don't think it's by any means, you know, the the end of the world if if Jimenez doesn't play again this season. As you say, it would be perhaps ideal to have that game and just see where he is and what he needs to work on before next season. But hopefully, with everything kind of, you know, fingers crossed, gradually being kind of lifted, you know, if Wolves can have some sort of pre-season schedule where they play, you know, four, five, six games... You know, even if it's just kind of a you know a behind closed doors low key sure. game where mm-hmm. where where they where they, can, where they play about I don't know three thirty minute hour, uh, periods, you know what I mean? And he he plays an half hour in that, and then he plays a forty five minutes in the next one, and then an hour in the next, and you just gradually kind of get him along, and then get him ready for that for that first game in August. But um, I prefer him to play a, a pre season game in Orlando Disney World and, and, and press being invited, to be honest, mate, rather than behind the closed yeah. doors. I feel that it's necessary uh, for us to report on it. Well, it, what was that one that was supposed to be? It was supposed to be Dallas, weren't he? Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, um, okay, mate, that, don't, that, don't, don't. That would, don't, that would don't. have been nice. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, be interesting to see what happens. I don't think it's... I, don't, I wouldn't rule, rule out in playing this season... But um, at this point in time, I think it's more likely now that we'll probably see him uh, out of pre-season and into next. Um, what's the likelihood of, of having of having Rafa Mir as, as a striker next season? You talk about taking an option up on, on Jose, potentially, if he goes in a purple patch. Uh, Rafa Mir could be signed for absolute zilch, mate, because he's a Wolves player. And uh, there's there's interest that keeps on being interest for him in Spain. Um, is is he a player that, that might get a second chance at Wolves? Um, or is it just they're going to sell him and, and get as much money as possible and move on? Because if you're looking at, if you're looking, let's say, at spending money in the summer, but you, you know, you want to save a little bit as well. Surely, Rafa Mir is uh, is Rafa Mir such a a poorer option than William Jose? If they're looking at William Jose, is what I'm trying to say. And if you're looking at Jose, I mean, they've said what was the original quote for Jose? Nearly twenty million quid, wants it. Yeah, yeah, I mean that. W- I, I can't see them spending even if he scores six in six now. I can't see them spending twenty million quid on, quid on R- William Jose, but it could be reduced. You know, you, th- you, you could see maybe half that or whatever. But if you're looking to save ten, twelve million quid, surely Mir and Jose can't be can't be streets apart. Now, it, I mean, I wrote last month that that they, they hadn't made a firm decision over him, um, and but I, I do kind of feel that they might be leaning towards cashing in. Um, you, you know, you see all these kind of reports of interest from, from Spanish teams now. I mean, Atletico Madrid are being mentioned, Valencia are being mentioned. It's not just, you know, these teams that are kind of the the lesser, the top half, you know, top top tier Spanish sides. It's it, it prominent Spanish teams now that are being linked with him. Uh, and there's even talk of, you know, a potential Spain call-up if he carries on. Um, so, I mean... It, Wolves going into the summer, you know, we, we talk about what they want, what they need to spend, and you know what what areas they need to strengthen. Um, you know, they'll have to either way, they'll have to generate some money through player sales as well. 
and you're looking at Mir as somebody who's, who's not been in the first team picture at Molyneux well, pretty much ever since he's been a Wolves player, he's only about for about four games, and then he was off again. And if 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 but surely that's what, surely a player goes across goes away to get game time and improve because you've seen something in them that could be a first team player. Otherwise, why sign them in the first place? I, I know Wolves have dabbled in the buy someone and sell them at a profit, but I don't. You know, is Rafa Mir that type of person? You know, you, you can get things wrong. I mean, Gonzalez was was you know he wasn't really around the first team either, was he? And look at him now. So. If you if you're talking about the likes of Atletico and Valencia and, and and being on a call up potentially for the Spanish side, surely you want to have a look at this guy before you sell him. Even if you're selling him for twenty million quid or fifteen million quid, and you're signing Jose for ten million quid, and you're making five million quid profit, and this guy's going to be an absolute superstar, and you've got him on your books, you know you've you've spoken before, Joe, about about not missing out again or not having the same chance. It sounds it sounds like from my point, of view, I haven't seen him really too much live. Um, unless you know, unless these clubs are just okay. Well, he'll suit the Spanish league, but he doesn't suit Premier League at all, and they've completely written him off. Folly for for them to suggest not looking at him again. No, it, it is something for them to consider, obviously. But he, he's am, I, got... am I attacking you today? A little bit. Am I? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have to listen to this back. Uh, I'm, I'm in hold of it, so I'll drive back when this podcast is uh, as putting. I might say I'm giving you a hard time or not. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just angry after uh, um, after the Super League situation yeah, this week, man. Take my take my. Well, you were, mate. I saw. I saw that. I saw the dinner, mate. There were the Glazers there. Cronky was there. Henry was there. And Edwards was with the head of the table, yeah. mate. Earning a, you know. By buying a little bit of a T-bone, a nice, nice little drop of red, mate. You ordered a, oh, there was a Pepsi on the table, some sort of cherry Coke situation. So maybe that's the pop that you went for, mate. There was a, there was a pop tart at the table as well. So I thought you had something yep. to do with it all. So yeah, maybe, maybe I'm going in on it, in it here. Maybe I'm, or maybe, maybe I've given you too much of an easy ride over the last few weeks, and oh, I feel like it's yeah. just, uh, just time to, to heat things up a little bit. Well, but. <laughs> Back, back to back to Mia. Yeah, okay. The, oh, the, well, I was going to say back to me, but back to Mia. <laughs> now the the thing is though, he, he, you've got, he, I think he's got one year after after the summer left on his contract. Mm. So you either have to give him a big co- contract or you cash in in the summer. Yeah. And when the interest is high and if it's a good fee, you know, and, and you've got ideas of what you want to have. I mean, you know, for, of course, Jimenez. We don't know what player he's going to come back as and I, and I, and I do think you know the, they've got to strengthen the striking department whether it's me or whether it's Jose you know but they've got to get someone else but mm-hmm. they've got Silva they've got Jimenez you know you'd think they'd like to get somebody else but if they, if they get offered about 15-20 million for me in the summer I think they'd be hard pressed to turn that down to be mm-hmm. honest mm-hmm. Um, you know it's, it's guaranteed money you know they could be even you know because of his age and because of his, you know, kind of scope for potential, there could be even some kind of bonuses included in that deal. Yeah, I think, you know, if they get a serious offer for him in the summer, it's something they'll very much entertain. And it could be, you know, a springboard for what they want to do in the summer with other areas of the squad. Of course, Nuno knows about Mir. I mean, he was the one who gave him his senior debut at Valencia and will have seen him from when he was a young lad and they'll have kept a very close eye on him as, as to what he's been doing in Spain. But um, you know, while I, there isn't a firm decision yet, I think the more and more these Spanish clubs look at him, and the more and more there is an onus on improving the squad in the summer, I think you do start to think that you know selling him 
and getting in a decent fee and then you know using that money to to fund what you want to do with the squad is um you know he's he seems a realistic you know very much a possibility and i guess you add patrick Catroni to that as well and those are the two players you know who could potentially get generate i don't know 20 million quid plus in the summer um between them who are not in and around the first team at wolves currently who are both saleable assets well it, the thing is you look at amir and you look at Catrona, you've got a, a lot more chance of selling Mayer at the minute. You know, Mayer has got a, a proven track record over the last 18 months of scoring goals and being an influence in games and, and Katrani's career has stalled. You know, I don't I, I don't think there'd be many clubs, you know, willing to splash, you know, 15, 16 million of what Wolves paid on Katrani on him at the minute because he hasn't got that goal record behind him over the last few months. Would they, they sell him for seven or six or something like that with with, with add-ons included e- in exactly, there? Exactly, yeah. They might have to take a significant hit on Katrani is where with Mia, that will be, you know, if they get 15 million, they'll be getting more. They'll be quadrupling, tri- you know, their, their money, they'll be they'll be weighing profit, you know what I mean, as to, as to what they what they paid for him, mm-hmm. which was a, a couple of million, three million, yeah, I think. Yeah, a couple of million, I think so. So, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at one that they, they're going to sell, it's, it, it's not whether they're, they're good enough, because I think Mia... You know, obviously, probably would be good enough mm. based on what he's done in the last eighteen months, or at least be worth giving a shot. Mm. But you've got to think of who of your assets there is actually most sellable, and I think May is the hot commodity. He's done, he's done a fair bit. Yeah, it would be nice to see him given another chance, and that that is what you know, kind of you want to see from a lone player and take their opportunity. But um, if the money comes in and the money's good, then uh, yeah, I won't be surprised to see him sold in the summer at all. Um, our sponsors, Adoption at Heart, a little bit of a readout for those little legends. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell's Children's Trust. It's encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next virtual appointment event, visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk. Um, so, so, Joe, when you talked about, you know, players who are away from Wolves at the moment and uh, and the necessity to, to maybe potentially cash in the summer. One person who um, I, I don't want to lose for certain, and uh, he hasn't had the best season, but uh, I think that he's, you know, you look at question marks we said about about the, the top four, the top five, you know, the front four, front five, and the, the need to maybe work on that. Um, Ruben Neves, who has been, um, for me, needs to step up a little bit more um, but has definitely got the talent to do that. I think it could be a massive season for Neves next year, and, and I, I hope and I'm, I'm sure that, that Wolves will hang on to him. Release, did you see that video release with this little lad playing? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Brilliant, that little pass off and then against the net, and uh, you know, a couple went in the net, which was, which was always nice as well. Um, but he um, he's obviously missed the last game. Uh, what's the situation with him going into uh, the game against Burnley? He should be available. Hey. Yeah, yeah, he should be available. Hey. Um, so 10 days self-isolation. Um, obviously, yeah, he'd been training the time in the back garden with his son. Um, Martin, I think is his name. Um, m- m- not Martin, Martin. Um, My Tim? 
my team, yeah, uh-huh. my team. Um, but Mart- yeah, my team, I am, I am. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is that a Portuguese so, thing, is it? It must be, yeah. 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 But he's got Mateo, hasn't he, as he's, as he's, as he's newborn, which you wouldn't really class as Portuguese, would you? You'd say that's Italian. Oh, I was going to say Scouse, mate, Dominic Mateo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he, he's, he's, got, he's gone from kind of keeping himself sharp in the garden and, yeah, he's kind of returning to Compton now. It's just a case of whether he's, you know, kind of, fit enough to, to, to play on Sunday. Is, um, um, it, but he, he's in contention. Is he, I mean, he, I think he's in Chegel next season. Will, will his um, effectiveness next season, will that will it be determined on who Wolves sign as a midfielder next season to go alongside him? Per, assuming that they do sign someone, which I'm sure that they will in the summer, um, to see the role that he, he will play next year. Whether that yeah. be right in the centre. I mean, for me... The best Ruben Neves is, is when he sticks in the centre circle and doesn't move too much. He's not the quickest guy, but when he's sat in that centre circle and he can ping balls and he can make things happen, almost the assist of the assist, that's, for me, when you see the best of, of Ruben Neves. I like the Ruben Neves who who kind of shows a bit more attacking intent, you know, and tries to get on the end, end of stuff, but I, I, know, I know what you mean. I think that is probably, you know, that is what they've seen as the best thing for him, but, you know, kind of, that header against Newcastle, you know, I like that. Um, I like that goal against Everton. Um, we haven't seen, you know, we haven't seen a scream from him, have we, this season? But I don't think he's really been. I mean, he has had a few shots going round Zed, but he, you know what I mean? He, he hasn't always been in the positions to, t- to take the shot on. Would like to see an enforcer type coming, and not just and not just for the benefit of Neves, because it would allow Neves to be a bit more attack minded and try and. You know, be a, a bit more of a creator and a and an assister and a scorer of goals, but I, I think you know Wolves are lacking a bit of bite in the team, and especially if um, Willie Bolly doesn't play, they're lacking a proper kind of presence and somebody that really you think, oh, I don't want to play against him today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They've mm-hmm. got some, you know, the Wolves have got talented players. That might not mistake, but the, you know, I don't think they've got. A huge amount that really kind of strike fear into an opponent. It's like, oh, I don't really want to go near him. You know what I mean? I think Bolly's that physical presence. I think they could do with somebody in the middle of the park that's a bit of a, you know, somebody who's going to a snotter, a snotter. Yeah, that's going to that's going to kick at your heels and is going to, you know, maybe give away a few fouls. But you know, a little bit of an engine room in the middle of the park, do the dirty work. You know, a little bit like. You know, Sais was before in the championship. I know, you know, some people say, well, let's see Sais back in midfield. I think that, sh- that ship is sailed. He's a, he's a defender now. But get somebody in the middle of the park that can do that do that dirty work, kind of take the booking, be a bit cynical at times, and allow Neves to kind of uh, work his magic a bit further up the pitch. Mm. That, that, um, that's, 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 that's for me, anyway. Um so Wolves twelfth in the table, then Joe. Uh, what what do you think? Are what do you think they can achieve between? Can they achieve anything between now and the end of the season? I mean, they've got a nice little lead, I guess, on on the clubs below them. Okay, Palace have got a game in hand, so they could draw level uh, with them. But you know, Southampton got beat the other night. Um, you know, obviously Newcastle behind. So the twelfth, I think, is probably you know with with the likes of Burnley and Brighton to come somewhere where they should be finishing. But could they catch Villa only three points away from Villa? In eleventh, um, you know, leads five points in tenth. But is that something that that Wolves could maybe finish even sneak into the top half, or do you think that twelfth is 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 where they need to be? And if so, you know, 
we, there's a lot of speculation of now it's time to look at other players, but I'm not convinced that you know, it's going to do what people think. There's not going to be wholesale changes. There might be the odd start, I think, but I don't think we're going to see, let's say, Vitinha, Otisawi, uh, Max Kilman, and Fabio Silva all of a sudden start a game against Burnley on Sunday. No, no, I think he's going to drip feed them in gradually. Um, you know, if, if whether he does that, I mean, he's not exactly a guarantee. But I think you know, the, I think there is a chance we'll see a, a senior debut for for, for Corby Arnu. I think you know they'll want to give maybe a senior debut some... as in as in comes off the bench or start from nowhere. Oh, uh, off the bench. Yeah. Um, but you know, and then you know somebody like Hoover, they'll probably want to give it a couple of more minutes. Um, obviously Vitinha, Gibbs White I think will probably you know I think he could start one or two um, but yeah I think in terms of where in the table I can see him I can see him finishing above Villa I can mm. um, I don't see him finishing above Leeds mm. um, I don't think they'll quite break into that top 10 um, but Villa you know they've not looked great for, for, for a fair number of weeks now um, and you know, while Wolves haven't looked great for a fair number of weeks either, or well, all season long, really, that they have kind of started grinding out results, and they're you know they're they're defending better over these last couple of weeks. Yes, it was against you know Fulham and Sheffield United, of course, but you know that they've got a couple of clean sheets under their belt. You know that Jose is off the mark. It's not anything inspiring but I can see him picking up you know, I don't know whether they'll quite get to 50 points I think they might but you know it would be around about there you know they've got six games left two or three wins in I that can, time I can see them winning I can see them winning to get to get into 50 points I can see them yeah. winning three games potentially I mean they'd have yeah. for me that to do that they'd have to win on Sunday I think they will win on Sunday but um, I, we'll talk about it in a minute I think it's going to be an absolute classic by, by any means. Um, shall we take some uh, some questions from the beautiful people, Joe? Yes, go okay, on. Okay, here we go, here we go. Uh, Ronan Gibbon says, with Wolves being one of many of Fosun's businesses, where do we lie in importance to them? I think quite high. I think quite high. I know, I know that it is, you know, just a, a tiny arm of an international conglomerate. But, you know, Guo Grand Changa said in the past that, yes, Wolves was a was a kind of just a, a business venture to start with. But, you know, he quickly was waking up at, what, 3am to watch games and stuff mm. like that. And, I mean, you only have to look at where... The old Jeff... picture with him and Laurie waking up and uh, <laughs> watching from Shanghai. Apparently he watches Harlequin's games as well now, Gao Gao uh, OK. And then you, you've got Jeff Shear, who's... You know, it, and not just this run that Wolves women have been on over these last few weeks, mm-hmm. which obviously came to an end last weekend, but a, another valiant performance. But he's been at Wolves women games, you know, over the last two years. You know, going to watch him at Wemtown and at Stourbridge, at Leamington Lions, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? He, he's he's been going to all them games, going to twenty threes games, under eighteen games. They, you know, it's not just a business venture for them. That they, they, they are. There is emotion attached, and that you know they have bought into, bought into football, and they've become you know fo- football fans, and that you know they act, they do act in, in the interests of fans. So while Fausen have so many plates that they're spilling, um, 
spinning, not spilling. I say, you don't want to be spilling them, mate. You want to, you want to, um, you want to keep them on those little sticks, mate. You know what yeah. I mean? You must have been on when you were little and you've, got, you've gone with your parents to some sort of dodgy Spanish resort and there's some cabaret act on there. Um, you know, you're having, you're, you're having your after dinner uh, limoncino or limoncello, whatever it is. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, your, ping, your pingu. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you yeah, what? Ice cream. Ice cream. Like a pingu. Like a pingu oh, ice yeah, cream. yeah. Pingu ice cream. Yeah, yeah. In one of those massive, massive refrigerators. Go on, get, get whatever you want. You come back with a little pingu bar. <laughs> um, I've been I've been hypnotised at one of those before, by the way. Hypnotised. Hypnotised. You know, there's always a hypnotist at one of these. So back in the day, and I, I went and I think it was in Lanzarote actually, and uh, mm. there was some sort of hypnotist. Nothing wrong with Lanzarote. I said Lanzarote. That's what I said, mate. You said Lanzarote. I didn't, mate. That's just you hearing you that. Anyway, boy. anyway, um, I am um, when I was 17, mate, or so 18. I was after GCSEs or I've been GCSEs, and I thought. I thought, and it was a bit chubby at the time, you know what I mean? But I thought, you know, I've got a bit of a... I, I had a social set of friends, which is always nice, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, because I've got... I had the comedy area, so I, I, I turned to a little bit of humour to be popular-ish. And they were all... One of the guys had got their, their mum's villa in Lanzarote for the week. So I'm like, oh, first holiday out with the boys. And parents were going, mate, and they were, they were going to Barbados in the Caribbean with, uh, with my other brothers. And like, do you want to come? And I'm like, oh. I want to be one of the boys, you know what I mean? We're going to go, I want to go to, you know, the phone parties and, uh, and you know, yeah. pull birds and, and uh, you know, lay on the beach and, and just be absolute, you know, proper living legend. So I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to sack it off. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the, with the boys. Like, oh, okay, no problem. So we got there and I'm thinking, you know, um, this is this is this is my week now. This is this is this is a momentous week for 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 Jathan Nuda here. Mem- a momentous week, and uh, we got to the apartment, and uh, I walked in, and I went to the toilet, and I opened the toilet, and a cockroach popped out. I'm like, oh god. And I went into the bedroom, and then I remember there was a guy called uh, Vinny at the time, and he was like, oh, what are you doing, mate? So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to unpack my stuff. He goes, oh, no, no, there's eight of us in here, mate, so, so um, you know, you can't go into the, this, 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 is, this is so-and-so and so-and-so's bedroom. I'm like, oh, right, oh, okay. So what's the back one? He goes, oh, no, that's, that's taken as well. So I'm like, oh, oh, all right then, all right then. So he says, oh, we've got to blow up Lilo, so if you stick that in the living room, then you can just sleep on that for the week. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, right, right, okay. Anyway, this Lilo was horrific. I mean, I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I was probably hitting 17 stone at the time, but, but, um, but yeah, it deflated. I mean, I was literally sleeping on the floor, you know, with with some. It was just, it was absolutely gross. I was sweating. There was no air conditioning. Um, you know, when you say you're gonna, you're gonna be chatting to birds and the, you know, on the beach and and sunbathing. I pl- I spent probably nine hours of the day just playing pool. You know what I mean? You, you, there's a pool. There's always a pool table around, mate. You're just playing pool, putting your 50p's on the table, and just playing with all my t-shirt. Because I really want to take my top off anyway at that stage. So you know, you got a t-shirt on, and all all you can do is maybe thinking about having a burger or a cheeseburger, and then keep on playing pool for seven or eight hours. Then you go out on the night, and you get wasted, and you puke in the streets, and no one wants to even talk to you. You go to a foam pie, and you've got a, you, your skin has a reaction to the foam and to and to and to cream whatever's there. So you go home early, and then you get back to the letterbox and there was a letterbox there and it was mum and dad and they sent me a postcard from this five-star resort in Barbados literally burst into tears <laughs> great holiday mate great holiday it sounds brilliant yeah. oh mate absolutely. anyway I got hypnotised in that holiday 
That's what I was trying to get to uh, by a cabaret act. And uh, yeah, I was uh, I was absolutely gone, mate. So I was I was trying to tell people to change the lights halfway through the um, saying the lights need changing halfway through this this show, and no one was like, "What are you talking about?" Because I went on stage and got it done. And then my arms, and I started crying halfway through. And then he clicked me out at the end, and I was fine. But I was like, I was I was tapping people on the shoulder around all these these about 150 people in this bar. Dude, change the lights, change the lights. It was an open-air bloody bar. I'm like, you've got to change the bulbs, mate. You've got to change the bulbs. Why not change the bulbs? Get angry and irate with these people. Someone took a video a long time ago now, but I'm literally getting angry with the people watching it and the customers saying, why have you not changed the bulbs on this light? I don't even know where we got to with that. I don't what, even know where what, the question was. What, what, that is... The, what, was it something about... I don't know. I don't know what the question was either. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the ENS Wolf podcast. Wolf We've had 206 episodes of this. I haven't got a clue what the question is. Um, Paul Mansell, who <laughs> will be the next first team player to sign a contract extension? Is it Nevers G1, he says? Um, yeah, Nevers would obviously be one that, that wants to tie down. I think the next one would possibly be Patricio. Mm. Um, I, I think he's, he's, he's the summer after this one. So, um, you know, I, I still think he's got a lot left to give and I I, I think he could still be Wolves' keeper for, you know, two, three seasons to come. Agreed, so, um, agreed. So, yeah, I think he's 33 now. I think he's, it's either him or Ruddy who is the oldest player, but, uh, yeah, I think he's still got a lot to offer and I don't think there's any need to really look at that. And as long I'm, as I'm the oldest player in, <laughs> in Landegrotti. And if, and if he's happy, then, yeah, get get that one sorted. I, I think uh, he could be one that's done fairly soon, whether it's the rest of this season, perhaps early into next. Stu says, how excited are you for Fast and Furious 9? Um, not particularly. Um, I'm, I've watched a few of the fa- Fast and Furious I watched films. the first few, um, and they were watchable, but I lost interest when they started getting 5, 6, Tokyo Drift, whatever, whatever. Let's have a look. Where's this been dealt? Fast and Furious Nine. I think I saw. Yeah, I've seen Tokyo Drift, but that was almost like a like, like a bit of a spin-off, was it? I, I don't know. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Um, I don't know what this one's premise is. Deadly assassin working for the old enemy. Uh, I mean, it just looks the same as same as normal, but with John Cena and John Cena's in this one, isn't he? Ah, uh, John Cena. John yeah, Cena, no, mate. John there Cena. We go. I, although they were saying a Fast and Furious. I, I did watch that the other day, saying they wouldn't be adverse to going back into the prehistoric time and do Fast and Furious with dinosaurs. Oh, I'm all over that, mate. Give me a throw in a dinosaur, mate, and I'm anyone's honestly. Uh, right, next question. Um, John Harris uh, talking about you know. You're talking about Ruddy and Patricio. Any news on who will be replacing Ruddy in the summer? Uh, were we, who would you like us to sign to replace him? Any news on Marcel as well and whether he's fit to take Agnori's position? Um, so, Ruddy, I mean, it's not confirmed that he will be going. I mean, you know, he, he could end up signing another year. Um, I just think he'll probably want to look and get, get some football. But if he wants to stay, then I'd keep him. Um I, I I would keep him for for another year. I, you know, if if Patricio's still your number one, I, I, you know, if he and if he's happy to stay, I think the you know there's other priorities. Of course, you know somebody would some would like a younger keeper, perhaps. But you know, if you if you are a second choice keeper, you've got to bring a lot off the pitch, and um, Rudy does that. He, you know, he's a big figure in the dressing room. So if he wants to stay, then I don't think there's there's any real need to change it. But it's, I think it just depends on him really and what he wants to do. 
Um, and Marcel. then Marcel, yeah, I think which pretty much in the same boat still. Yeah, um, he's training though, isn't he? He's training. I, yeah, so I think he's back in some sort of light training. I'd be surprised if he's fit for for this for this weekend. Well, no, he had a decent enough game, I thought as well, didn't he? Uh, last last game, he's, so he's doing all right actually. I, I think I, I've I've been I've been quite infused by his last couple of performances in that. I think we'd said it was. I think it was the West Ham game that he was still playing like a wing back, and I think I think Nuno would have kind of pulled him up after that game and said, "Listen, you need to start, you know, kind of getting just the defensive work right first and foremost." And he has done in the in the in the in the next two. He's you know he still looks to get forward and make things happen, but defensively he's definitely tightened up and he's doing the basics a lot better over the last couple of weeks. So hopefully that can carry on. Ready for 30 seconds per answer? Yes. Here we go. Fast and Furious, it's the ready money round. John Littler, following the success of Pedro Neto, who out of the current squad do you think will be next season's standout young player? Maybe Silver. Yeah. Maybe Silver. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oldie but Goldie Wolf says, uh, Hi, do you think that the so-called top six will get punished for trying to destroy English football? No, not in the way of points deductions or anything like that we we had a quick discussion off air before we started recording I think there'll be fines probably and then kind of suspended bans from European competition I'd imagine so UEFA will say right if you do anything else if you kind of bring up the Super League again then bam you're out but you know the the way that Kefarin was speaking when City said that you know they'd reverse their Super League plans and welcome him but welcoming them back with open arms. I don't think they're going to come down on them straight away, but they'll kind of say, right, one more thing and you're out. You know what I mean? Andrew Hill, is the Green Egg Barbecue off the drive yet? It is off the drive, Andrew. It's been moved into the back, um, of which I still have yet to try it. I might try it tomorrow because I'm off tomorrow. So I might try it tomorrow. However, um, I've got anniversary on Sunday, so I'm trying to do a barbecue for that, but I haven't got a clue how it works. I'm really poor at reading instruction manuals, so I'm trying to find someone who can do a good... Can anyone do a good barbecue for me? Maybe come, I'll give them 50 quid. Do you reckon? And just cook. Just cook so I, don't have to, so I can just pour. That's my, that's my ideal situation. Have a nice fancy barbecue, but have someone do it for me. That's, that's my dream. That is you all out there. That is my dream, mate. Uh, Richard, do you think, uh, if offered, Foson would have joined the ESL? No. No, I don't. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Ash Dolan, uh, how does the team progress in terms of leadership if we go with four at the back and we sign the drastically needed centre-back everyone asked about? Do we drop Cody? Drop Bolly? If Cody is dropped, what future does he have at the club? Yeah, that, that, that's that's the big question. It's... Uh, and it's it's one of the factors that I, I don't know if if four at the back in the summer is too drastic a change. I, I, I don't know. It, it 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 requires at least one centre half, if not two, and they they have to make a big decision on either Cody or Bolly. But um, yeah, it's it, it's a good question. And if he is dropped, you know, it, it you know he can be the skipper, but he he you you want him on the pitch, really, you know, to 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 really kind of carry out that role. So. Yeah, it's a big decision. Daniel says, can't help but feel, but feel we need a Moutinho-style signing at centre-back, a 30-plus veteran. Would you take any of the following? Then he lists uh, quite a few. Vertonghen, Pepe, Mariano, Fonte, Alvaro, Blind, Otamendi, me, Fidal. 
it, well, I would have took the one one of the ones you didn't say. I think um, I like Kia. I've always liked. Uh, See, I left Kia out because I couldn't. I didn't know how to pronounce it. But <laughs> yes, you've done me. Yeah, uh, Simon Kia. Yeah, he's. <laughs> no, I, I've always liked him, but I, I do wonder whether you know you go into that market whether you're just gonna you do risk kind of ending up with a with another Marcel, didn't you? I guess with somebody who might pull up fairly often. But if somebody's got a clean injury record in and of that age, then then yeah. But um, yeah, hypothetically, you know, Simon Kier is, is a player that whenever I've seen him, I've, I've always liked. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be averse to. To, to, to those really Fonty's a bit too old now but you know I'd, I'd, have, a, I'd have a couple of them I think Brenner 77 says there's something that you've touched on previously when talking about paper gossip but are there specific do's and don'ts that journalists are meant to obey when choosing to run a story like the Nuno one in the mail today um, well just can only speak for what we kind of pride ourselves on and I, I won't put anything out there unless he you know, unless I believe it to be to be true, to be true or backed up or, go, or move a story up. on, you know. Yeah, exactly. With that, yeah. There's no point putting if you put every single rumor out there, then first of all, we'd be working 16 hours a day, not eight, uh, and and yeah. also you'd lose the integrity because no one would believe what you say in the first place. I, I would, I would assume. You know, I mean, you're you're the you're the correspondent, Joe. But you know, from from something like that, you will always not just stick it out there if you hear a rumor or you think this might be true. You'll always look at it and try and go through your sources to see you know if there is anything in this you know if you haven't found that out in the first place there you go summed it up yeah uh, Ollie Philpott Smith what do you think of the prospect of a West Midlands Super League Wolves Villa baggies and blues we play each other ten times a season occasionally let Warsaw have a go if they've been on their best behaviour I mean I'd put I mean if you call us you can't call a Super League and put baggies in there man come on what's going on <laughs> what's going on um, or blues. Or blues. Or wool. Oh, no, I can't say it. Okay, here we go. Uh, um, Andy John's Nuno leaves. Will Jathan Nuno take over? I'll take over as long as, as long as the contract's right. You know what I mean? I'll take over. I'll front it. I'll front the operation, mate. Me and Jeff. We'll, 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 we'll go through. We'll bring you in, Joe. We'll bring you in as a you know club secretary. I think that'll be decent. What do you reckon? Coffee maker. Coffee maker extraordinaire? Yeah. I'll just be going around mulling you saying... Could someone change that light? That light bulb? Excuse me. There's some. There's some lights. What are you doing? Why are you not? What are you not doing? Why? Why are you not getting up? <laughs> Good God. Oh dear. Um. Thinking about Burnley on Sunday. Um. BBC. I mean, what a game BBC have got there. They must have really they love fought the Wolves. Tooth and nail to get the, to to get both game both fixtures in the game this season. <laughs> Burnley Wolves, the Wolves Burnley. I mean, they they literally have got the best of the best here. Two sides gunning. Both got so much to play for this season. It's going to be an absolute stonker. Uh, no, I mean, you know, from from um, we talked about Nevers coming back into the team. What what, what do you think that that Nuno will see? What we'll see from Nuno on on Sunday? I think Jose, of course, after his goal, but. I've- they would definitely keep his place. Mm-hmm. Um, even if he hadn't scored, I think he probably would have done because you know the kind of the physical nature of Burnley, and you now be careful not to kind of overexpose Silver in that regard. I think, um, and even I, I do think there's a chance we'll see Dendonka 
again, you know, if they decide to to throw Nevers in, I don't know whether it would be with Matinho. I think Dendonka probably plays and it's one of the other two. Yeah. Um, just again because of that physical and kind of you know being being more of a force in the air and things like that. So. Do we see yeah. Pedent? I mean, he's been frustrated a little bit recently. Uh, do you think he's, do you think now Pedent is like, I mean, he's still in your first choice team, I would assume. However, hasn't really worked for him. It, it, could he be one of the people who can maybe take a step back? Or is it like, okay, well, you're going to be integral to me next season. You're, we'll play you through this. We'll play you 60, 70 minutes. If you're not 100% fit, we'll take you off. He's normally one of the first to be subbed anyway now. Or is he... Is he is he because he's not quite at that level? Do you put in a kind of Morgan Gibbs White or a Vitinha instead of instead of someone like him? I'm assuming, of course, there's the trio is going to keep on. He's the one who's been scoring and assisting. So that's not you know out that front three could potentially be the one who's most in danger. Or do you think that they'll be absolutely fine? Uh, no, I wouldn't be averse to to seeing um, Pedence taking out the taking out for one or two. To be honest, I, I still think he's working his way to, to 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 fitness and to sharpness, and I think that's that's shown. I thought he was the worst player against uh, against Sheffield United. I didn't think he was at it at all. And yeah, there is a way of kind of playing playing your way through it, I guess. But um, equally, you know, you want to see a bit of Vitinho and you want to see a bit of Gibbs White and. Against Sheffield United, while it was kind of a bit of a fluid formation, you know, Traore kind of said afterwards, "Well, I was I was told to play more as a striker, you know, and and he, he did look at it at times, and it was pedancing behind Traore and Jose almost. So if if you're looking for somebody to play that ten role, then obviously Gibbs White and Vitinha can do that. So um, I wouldn't be averse to seeing Gibbs White come in for Pedence for this one. You see me say that, Joe, but you know he had, he had a decent enough game when he came off the bench. I thought at Fulham, and we all thought, oh well, he might get a, a chance here. And then we didn't even see him against Sheffield United. He didn't even come off the bench. No. It's, it's just uh, it's funny, isn't it? It is, it is. It is funny, and and you know he's obviously frustrated. I'm sure he will be with the lack of game time. Uh, but uh, you know if you're not. If you're not seeing Morgan was white between now and the end of the season for a start or give him another chance, surely his days are a numbered at Wolves. You'd have thought. Yeah, he got, he's got he's got to play football. Mm. He's got to play football. He's got to that age now where you, you want to be you want to be playing because he's been on the scene for like five years now. Mm. So no, and he, he might he get to the to stage, play. mate, where where he might like I don't want to I don't want to be on loan and get called back again like he did this season. I know he got injured and stuff, but I don't want to have that situation. I want to go and play for another club. I want a fresh yeah. start. You know, you'd look at it, Wolves make a decision on him. He might want to make a decision himself and, and get something going here and go, look, I don't, I can't see it. You know, let's say Nuno is going to be here for some time to come. I can't see myself getting the starts that I want to do, so I need to be released. And, and you know, if Wolves are looking at, at selling players this summer, we haven't really talked too much about Morgan Gibbs-White, but he's someone who could attract a decent whack of money from a lot of clubs, I think, for you know being British, having a big impact in the championship. Um, you know, looking at, at someone who's who's got plenty of years left of him and probably his best years ahead of him in his career, a very saleable asset that maybe Wolves might cash in on if they're looking at um, you know filling one or two voids in the team that potentially weren't weren't voids, let's say, two weeks ago. Exactly that. Yeah. Now completely agree. Okay, Completely so uh, so give me a team then. Give me a team to finish off then, Joe. Um, so give me a team. Give me a formation. Three, four, one, two. Okay. Um, just thinking thinking back. Was was he free at the back against Sheffield United? Yes. 
It was, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm just getting confused. <laughs> went to went, went four to Fulham, then he went to three. Obviously, with Neto yeah, Granger, then he, then yeah, he stayed so, with the three against Sheffield United. So, but Bolly Cardi says, Samaido Aitnuri, um, let's say Neves and Dendonka, um, Gibbs White in the hole, and uh, Jose and Traore. Let, let, let's go for that. Okay, interesting. Okay, okay. Let's uh, go for that. Uh, I'm going to say score. And I'm going to say it's going to be an absolute... Oh, I thought you meant a team prediction, not a score prediction. No, 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 no. Team, what's your team prediction? I'm going to, we're going to do oh, score yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go for uh, an absolute sensational Wolves nil, Burnley nil. Wolves one, Ooh. Burnley nil. Hey! Level with a feeler. Be f- three, one nil wins in a row. That would be. I mean, look, you know, at this stage, at this stage of the season, let's just let's just take let's just take the three points, mate, and see see where it, see where it leaves at the end of the season. I will be I will be excited when uh when that Man United game comes around just to see a few fresh faces, mate. It would be lovely, wouldn't it? Lovely. It's still weird. I can't even imagine it. Really, it's been that long. No. it's so bizarre I, that that. I, it has but it sounds so like long. it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. It, it sounds like it's going to happen now. Yeah, it's, yeah. It seemed everybody seems pretty. Confident it'll happen, so come on, bring I'm, it on. I'm, I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving hugs out at, at South Bank, mate. When they're all coming, out, I'm giving hugs, Uh-oh. emotional hugs, mate. I mean, I might get spat at a couple of times, but I'll get, I, I'll take that. I'll take a little bit of saliva for the odd hug, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's just, that's just the media room when I walk in. Uh, Joe, have a good one, mate. I shan't be there on Sunday because I've got to look after my my beautiful wife for her anniversary, but. Um, I'll, I'll still be watching the game somewhere I'm sure but uh, have a good one mate and uh, I'll catch up with you soon hope you've enjoyed the podcast everybody uh, from me and Jeff have a great weekend fingers crossed we find some Sunday bye bye